0: I'm a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain fun. I guess.
1: wear a captain suit, the show from now on.
0: I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you, you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fonte. As we welcome you into a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation, couple of guests lined up for you. We've got uh, Jason Fry, had him on last year. Star Wars expert, it's May the Fourth. Happy Mets fan. I actually have some uh, some Star Wars nuggets. I'm going to pass along to you today. I don't
1: think I need them. I'm a nerd. Okay. You will find out if I know him.
0: Right. I, I came. We talked about it on Bridge Street today. I came across an article: twenty-five things that even Star Wars fans don't know about the Star Wars. Oh, I movies. know it. Uh, a couple of interesting nuggets I passed along on Bridge Street today. I'll, I'll see if you're fascinated as well. Anyway, Jason Fry coming up at twelve thirty. We'll talk Mets baseball with him. You can, you know, do your Star Wars thing with him. Uh, I caught up with Dan Sheehan yesterday, Lemoyne-Lacrosse head coach. Uh, he will join us, uh, well, he's not going to join us live. I talked to him yesterday. We're going to play the interview back live for you here on the radio uh, at 1 o'clock. They're getting ready for uh, the start of postseason play today. They got their first uh, game in the conference tournament against St. Anselm. Uh, they've won six national titles under Dan Sheehan, including last good. year. Looking to go uh, back-to-back this year, so we'll hear from Dan Sheehan this coming winning, up at 1 o'clock.
1: Is winning six national championships at a Division II Skogi in the Lacrosse Hall of Fame?
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, they are—they are they're a powerhouse. They're the best at at, at that level. Um, is there and, a lacrosse hall of fame?
1: Yes, of course there is. Okay, that's uh, a good nugget to know. I didn't—I didn't know that nugget.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fascinated Where by that. That—that <laughs> um, that is a great. It question. should be in Syracuse. If Where I mean. is the lacrosse hall of fame? That's something you can Google while we're doing a. Uh, while you're doing an interview, <laughs> while, we're, while I'm doing an interview. Not the Jason Fry interview, though. You need to be heavily involved uh, with that to talk Star Wars with him.
1: Um. We, were go- we had uh, Coach Beheim on with Devo and Chris on Q Sports Talk. We'll replay that following this show for people that missed it. On so Q was Sports he on, he was on
0: for, a full, for a full hour? Full hour.
1: Yeah, so we'll get to that in a minute. You came in and dropped a story on me I had not seen uh, yeah uh, it, didn't uh, hit, it didn't hit uh, syracuse.com
0: to 11.45. yeah I was gonna say i I found out about 11 o'clock this morning um Syracuse Penn State could be playing football against each other again and you know what I say no yeah no Steven. i know I know where you stand on this i'm not i'm not a
1: fan why are we playing like it's good it's, a, it's it's not a rivalry it's it's gone
0: it's well it used to be it's not. It used to it's be, be a no big longer rivalry.
1: nobody cares anymore Play Northwestern, play Indiana, play Rutgers if you're going to have to schedule a Big Ten team.
0: It was a big deal. You and I, yeah, we yeah. both grew up here. We're not um, ready for this. It was, uh, it it was, takes us back. I, you know, I think if you're, if you're age like 35 or older, you remember the, the days of Syracuse-Penn State. I mean, that was a big thing. Yeah, and you remember,
1: in you also remember where Syracuse is yeah. last year, the year before.
0: So like the fan in you is not excited about that at all? No, I I just
1: I I get it as a fan. I just why might are might not be
0: smart for the program yeah, you're saying.
1: Yeah, why are they doing this to the coaching staff?
0: Well, it's 5 years from now number 1. Um Twenty twenty seven is the game in Happy Valley. Twenty twenty eight is the game back here in Syracuse, and it's all part of the you know this scheduling yeah. alliance that they put together uh, with the Big Ten, Pac twelve, and Rutgers. ACC. Right, and I under, I understand your point. That are you in a position? And we've we've talked a lot about this on the show over the course of the last several years. Then what should the non-conference scheduling look like? Should it be, you know, set yourself up for success and give yourself four guaranteed wins or as close to four guaranteed wins as you can get? Uh, to your point, if you're playing Big Ten schools, you know, maybe give yourself Rutgers or, um, you know, Indiana. Although Indiana has been been pretty good, um, you know, of late. Um, they are playing uh, UConn in
1: 2027. That's a good. That's good schedule. There you go.
0: And you know they got Purdue. you got me in one, but, but. <laughs> I mean they've got Purdue coming up this year. Um, I understand your point that you want to play the bottom half of the Big Ten, especially where you are right now. But it's five years from now, five and six years from now, and I mean this this used to be a, a huge rivalry, and I think fans will enjoy it. I mean, they played sixty eight straight years, nineteen twenty two to nineteen ninety. It was an every year thing. It was an annual thing, and then of course the yeah. formation of the Big East Conference made it go away. They, it wasn't they, a
1: rivalry, really, was it? Sure, it was for for Penn State. No, I, until we until Syracuse got Coach Mack,
0: right? Started I mean, beating them, and then they canceled. I mean, the, these things there's ebbs and flows, right? I mean, I you know, the, Syracuse was good in the fifties. If you're, I mean, you know, you don't remember that personally, but uh, you know, they had Ernie Davis and Jim Brown and Floyd Little into the sixties, and I mean, they played every year.
1: Just imagine how good the broadcasts would be from the college stations if they were playing Syracuse. In Northwestern, Steve, be that would great. That be that would be great the headline. Radio,
0: yes. You don't you don't think Syracuse Penn State was a rivalry? Not for Penn State. He, mm, no. Again, it has ebbs and flows. Yeah, and when it started to
1: flow against Penn State, they they ditched. Well, they, they was, ditched the easy was, win on their schedule. It was
0: the it was the formation of the Big East Conference that made it go away. I mean, that's that's yeah, really it could have
1: stuck. It could have stuck around. Mm. It could have stuck around.
0: You're right. I mean, Coach Mack, they had success under the, again 50s and 60s. They had success. Ooh. they played 68 straight years. It was it was a rivalry. Why don't you just pick Rutgers? You got to out recruit
1: them every year. Let's play Rutgers every year. Wouldn't that get boring after a while? No, not not winning. Syracuse used
0: to thumb its nose at Rutgers. Winning, yes, and you should put yourself right back in that position. Again, this isn't a next year thing. It's not the year after. We're talking five, six years from now. So I don't know. I I like it. Having grown up here and and watched Syracuse football my whole life, I like the fact that Penn State's back on the schedule.
1: It is fun, but I feel like Penn State may have scheduled
0: it for for the very reason. I yeah, think we right. should
1: schedule Indiana. Right.
0: <laughs> what's uh, what's Syracuse up to? <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's get hey, them. We want them. The travel isn't expensive. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, last time they played, by the way, 2013. They played at MetLife. Uh, last time they were here was almost 15 years ago, 2008. The last we time there they were with here, Marone, I remember that. Yep. Uh, and their last win, Syracuse's last win in this series, 1988. Oh, the rivalry. Uh, when, uh, when, but again, the rivalry came to an end right after that. That was 1988. 1990 was the last year they played. Formation of the Big East if, Conference. If you and want to
1: renew away. a rivalry, start start one with Rutgers again, please. We're not renewing. Why are it we making Why are we making it harder on the football program?
0: I, you know what? I I can't. I I thought this was a story that was just kind of like a no brainer. Like, oh, hmm, that's nice. Penn State's back on the schedule. And you you never cease to uh, to to surprise me. No,
1: I, I just. How I get... do you
0: have a problem with it? it's five years from now?
1: Yeah. I don't know. We're not ready for this. It's like taking a job on that you're not capable
0: of five years from now, Paulie. Yeah. It's not next season.
1: Yeah. It's not, Steve. But since Craig Robinson left, it's been a long time. And
0: yeah. No. All right. So Paulie's upset by this. Yeah. And
1: okay. and to top it off, Steve, Penn State's going to roll in to the dome, and there'll be blue seats. It'll be just like Happy
0: Valley. Yeah. For them. They'll feel right at home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Hi. somehow I knew you were going to steer the conversation <laughs> back in that direction. All right. Well, we'll we'll leave that on the table. If you want to check in at three one five four three seven seven six four four. No, no,
1: I'm not. It's fine. Do it. Schedule above your heads. Do it. It's five years from now, Paulie. It's five years from now. A lot could change in five years. Both for both programs. Steve, but Syracuse has a track record. Penn State has a track record. If you're, if you, okay, you love gambling. If you're going to bet on
0: the team that was, uh, yeah, it's, Penn State is better. It's something to strive for, though. It gives you something to look forward to. Got Penn State on our schedule in a couple years. All right, you're not buying it.
1: Okay, that's fine. No, I I feel like we're we're rotating back into this. Like I loved the Met Life games. Now if this game was Met Life and Syracuse what does was going to no, Syracuse is going to make money off of it. It's a home that, and home
0: with Penn State. They're, it's a brand name. I I know that the, I'm standard, not mad about the it. the bar has been lowered and I get that but at some point and I understand there there is some validity to what you're saying about building four non conference wins every year there's validity to that where you are right now but if if five and six years from now if you can't start scheduling a little bit more aggressively and hey we're gonna we're gonna go out of conference we're gonna challenge ourselves this year out of conference like. That's something to shoot for, to aim for, that you want to be able to compete in that game in five, six years from now. Are you just always going to just water down your
1: schedule? No, but like where they're at now in, I'm not seeing five years from now. Oh, yeah, Penn State seems like a smart idea. I think if you're going to do it, do it with, if you're going to pick, because of this alliance, you're going to pick a Big Ten team that you're going to play home and home, do it with Rutgers again. You know, they're your biggest recruiting foe. Go down, beat them, take the recruits, and walk away.
0: I I don't know. I guess I I look at it as, yeah, of course, right now you're in a position where you need all the non-conference wins you can get to try to get to a bowl game. But if you can't see yourself in a better place in five or six years, then that's a problem. Well, if they're in a better place in five or six years, then
1: schedule Penn
0: State <laughs> for 2032. You know how this works, though. you got to do yeah. it so far in advance. I know. Things go in cycles. Hopefully by then, this will be a competitive game. That is that is what I am hoping for. So you'll
1: have Clemson, probably a better Florida State. And hopefully a better Syracuse, Paulie. You know, UConn might turn the corner.
0: UConn's not turning the corner. <laughs> UConn's got to get into a different I'm not conference.
1: like saying this is a bad thing either. Like, everybody's acting like I'm mad and hating on Syracuse. I'm just saying, if I was a coach and I saw this, I'd be unpleased.
0: So, if I came in here today and I said. Uh, if I
1: was like a coach at Syracuse and you threw Penn State at me,
0: I'd be like, yeah, no, no if, I'm not happy about this. If I came in here today and I said, oh, Syracuse has a new home and home they just announced today, it's uh, Central Michigan for 2027 and 2028, you would have been like, ah, that's lame. That's you like, no, why are we even good, talking about that's this? That's
1: good, smart, get some teams you can beat up on. So you would be more excited about I Central be exci- Michigan? I'm not, I'm not disappointed. Like, I'm not not yeah. excited about this, and I wouldn't be excited about that either. I'm just saying, I'm realistic, Steve. I'm a voice of the fan. I
0: would like to think that in six years from now, when Penn State comes to Syracuse for the first time in 20 years, I would like to think that that would be a big game and there will be a lot of excitement and that it will be a competitive game. Maybe it won't be, but it, if you can't see the the light at the end of the tunnel, then that's very depressing.
1: Like I'm trying to like this this upcoming year's uh, non-conferences. They they just kind of threw Purdue in, right? Yeah, recently. Yeah, as part so of this isn't, new thing. There isn't one of those going out things, but I'm trying to think of five years ago who they possibly scheduled. That I well, Wisconsin
0: seen. was on the schedule for a while, right? And
1: then yeah, they took that's, Wisconsin not very, off. that's not very then smart. Then they took Wisconsin off. That wasn't very bright. Um, let's use on. Football, Syracuse. What, what are you Googling right now? They're scheduled for next year. For next year. Okay. What, what do you want to look at? Just who they who they scheduled out so far in advance. Like Next year they have... Uh, why am I not seeing
0: anybody? Are you, are you talking about 2023? Yes, next okay. year, not this year. I, 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 well, okay. That would be this year. It's
1: 2022.
0: Next season in my head is next season is 2022, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, 2023, they've got Colgate, Western Michigan, Purdue, Army. That's brilliant scheduling. Twenty twenty four, they've got Ohio and Army. Oh, genius! I like it. Twenty twenty five, they've got Tennessee, Yukon, oh. Army, Notre Dame. Oh. 2025. Oh my. Twenty twenty six, Notre Dame again back on the schedule, and now twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty eight. You've got you've got Penn State. Um, I don't look at as Purdue as Penn State though either, right? What do you mean? Like
1: no, per- Purdue, Penn State's on a new, different yes, level, yes, of course. Yes, I'm not this mad about. Yeah, no, I I I get it. I'm just. Are being, you upset about
0: Tennessee? We talked about Tennessee in 2025. Yeah, like, no, that's not great scheduling for this program at this time. Okay, again, they use it as a recruiting tool. It's a chance to get your brand on national TV. The game's in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a neutral site game. I like Talk that. Talk about making money I like off that. of it.
1: That's, I like money. What's up, Jordan? Jordan's just in here staring at us.
0: I just don't get why you're
1: so mad. I, I don't understand missed. either. Did I'm not mad. mad. No, like, I'm not mad. I'm just—I don't think it was a wise business decision. It's like when you, you're wearing a large shirt and you buy a medium as motivation to lose weight for next summer to fit into the— shirt. You schedule these teams, you've now set yourself a standard that your football program has to reach. It's setting goals and betting on yourself. If you want to get mad because we're talking about games in It's 20, selling seats at what, it is, what it is. I think that's part of it, too, though. They're saying in— Three years, we need to be good enough to play Tennessee. In five years, we need to be good enough to beat Penn State. And
0: again, you use it as a recruiting tool to some degree. You try to recruit the next great quarterback, and you're like, hey. And right now, by the way, you're you're in that window, right? I mean, you're in the this is 2022 this kid's going to come for 2023 probably redshirt a year yeah. and he's going to be on those teams that are playing in 2027 and 2028 hey we're playing in the ACC conference. you know Clemson they go to the college football playoff every year we're challenging ourselves out of conference we got Tennessee in 2025 we got Penn State we got Notre Dame like plus the ACC conference schedule i, I don't know paulie like i I, th- okay. I think you're in the minority on this I, one. I, maybe I, i'm wrong maybe no, i'm wrong no
1: i might be i just don't think it's smart i think they should Pick you, a scheduling pattern and stick to it till until you turn until the corner. Until you turn the corner.
0: And and that and you know what? There is some validity to what you're saying, but at some point I think you as as Jordan said, you gotta bet on yourself. And five, six years down the road, you hope that you're in position to at least be competitive in those games. And I understand your point. You want to build in as many wins as you can and get to a bowl game until you turn the do corner. People
1: realize like everybody's like it's laughable that I have this argument.
0: Do they do they not want to go to bowl games? Right. Right. there Again, like I said, there is some validity to what you're saying. But there, there's, the validity to me is is that's the way if, to do it right now. But if you're projecting out five or six years, man, I hope that they're in a better if position I'm, by if then. If I'm the
1: head coach and they walk in and say, hey, we need to schedule We've got this alliance with the Big Ten, I'm going to say Rutgers. Give
0: me Rutgers. It
1: makes sense to for us. I'm not ready for Penn State.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not ready for Penn State in
1: 2022. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, as soon as you... Tra- Put together a couple winning seasons, then you could start uh, scheduling the big
0: boys again. All right. I, I We disagree on this, but I would love to open it up to the full love, lines. I do 4, love it 3, as a 7, fan. It's great.
1: It's great. And if they have turned the corner, it's going to be an excellent matchup. But if Syracuse stays on the course they've been on for decades, it's not going to be fun. Do you remember the last time we played at Happy Valley, Marone basically... Deflated the ball, yeah, so they wouldn't I get know. crushed.
0: I know. I it's get not, it.
1: It's not fun to watch when you're, you know. There's going to be a lot of like if Syracuse does not get to where you think they're going to be in five years. All right, I will say this: they're though. going to. There's going to be a lot of you know. Not blue seats. There's going to be a lot of Penn State
0: fans in the dome. That's fair. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Penn State is not Alabama, though. This isn't like they went out and said we're going to play Alabama. Like, and Penn State, you know, Penn State's obviously a really good program, really good. But when you think Big Ten, you think Michigan, Ohio State. We're not talking about Michigan or Ohio State. We're not. Penn State is this close to being. The Penn State's in that next tier, though. All I'm saying is this is not saying that. Well, we're going to, you know. Cuse is going to go play Alabama, you know, down there in Tuscaloosa. Everybody not, keeps
1: saying five years. Now I'm getting mad about the five years. Five years from now, Syracuse has been the same football program for since what?
0: Two thousand three. I was going to say it's been about tw- it's been twenty years. Yeah. And they've had a few a few seasons where they popped, but it you know you you got to go back to two thousand one. Prior to you know, yeah. obviously they just had the ten win season recently, but prior to that, it was two thousand one was their last big year. So yeah, it's been twenty years yeah, and they've and had what, you know, maybe three good seasons since then. Yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from. And I wasn't at getting mad till everybody... Point, like at some point though, you you have to you have to turn the corner. Do you? Yes, you do. You do. Tell that to Rutgers.
1: Tell that to Indiana football, the teams we should be playing. <laughs> Yeah, but
0: Indiana football. You can't compare the the traditions of Indiana. I'm and not Syracuse. saying like Indiana has always been Indiana.
1: But, people are saying I'm saying Syracuse is never going to be good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying right now is not the time to be scheduled. Schedule these teams when you do
0: become good. So and then looking, we got, and then everybody's got to wait five more years before you play those games. That's all right. You earned it though. That seems like the that is an extremely. It's so funny, like, defeatist attitude, in my opinion, that you're, well, we're, we're you know, who knows when we're going to be good again, so let's not challenge ourselves now. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not attacking you personally, I'm just no, saying you are. That, No, I'm not. I'm not. You can. I know. I. It's I, part of a radio show. I understand the premise of your point. It, and again, there I is. I feel
1: like you've had the opposite reaction to get, like, I feel like you've said Syracuse needs to do the four games, get your four games, so you only need two in conference and go.
0: Right, at some point though that's got to come to an end. And they've been doing that now for a few years. Um and I thought this was going to be a 2-minute conversation off the top where you say, "Hey, Penn State's back on the schedule, isn't that great?" and we were going to move on from this. I I don't I, I think it's a good thing. And and I and If I, you want to sell tickets and you want to you know have a
1: buzz, yeah. If you want to get to a bowl game with where the program is currently at, it's not.
0: Is currently, but the the hope is that you're able to turn the corner by then. I mean, there was talk that the the corner had been turned three years ago. Yeah, and look and what I, happened. I, who, it, who did we skip? <laughs> the corner was not turned, and that's I understand. And your I point. have a feeling they will
1: turn the corner. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready for you're, Penn State. You're not. <laughs> I'm not ready
0: to sit through that. You're not ready to wrap your head around Penn <laughs> State. Yes,
1: I'm not ready to watch that game. <laughs>
0: I don't want to see it again. I've seen it before. Oh, you are ridiculous sometimes, and this is one of those days. Just be happy, Penn State's back Okay, on the it's, great. it's great. It's it, great. Great. It, They're gonna sell a lot of tickets. Let, let's. We're up against the clock. We get to go to beautiful Happy Valley. What a dump. I, I know we've got it. We've got a phone call. Let's let's take a quick break. We'll get to the phone call on the other side. We're desperately up against the clock. If you're on the line, stay on the line. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Pauly with you up until two o'clock. Again, I... Spoke with Dan Sheehan, head coach of Lemoyne Men's Lacrosse, yesterday. We'll get to that interview at some point here in hour number two. But we kick off hour number two uh, by hearing from the Hall of Famer Jim Beheim. You had a chance to uh, to talk to him today.
1: Surprise uh, guest, last minute uh, on uh, the Devo show with Chris Joseph, Eric Devendorf, and uh...
0: now I've I've seen the show before. They are they are so relaxed. They're so conversational. They're great together. Are they that relaxed when Coach Beheim is on?
1: Yeah. There was, yeah, they were, and they were also very. Uh, they they still swore every. That's once right. In That's a what while. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was good. We all. There's a lot of laughs to be had. They do know, a great at job every, at everybody's that. expense. And before we get into what he talks about with the NIL and recruiting and this year, I figured we'd lead with you know his final recap of last season.
2: I think, it, by and large, people love this team. They loved how they played and uh, the effort they gave. And I think they think, as I do, we won four straight games with Jesse when we started to play well, you know? And uh, I think if he hadn't got hurt, uh, we lost three games by one point. I think we would have won those games. I don't think anybody doubts that. And uh, the ending would have been different, but, you know, injuries happen. And uh, we did. This team did the best they could through that, and really proud of the team, proud of their effort, and taking my sons completely out of it. If they were just two guys, uh, I'd have been very proud of this team. Exactly the same. They were fun to
1: watch, you know. And looking back, as you get further away from it, it was a great Winslow. Offensively, it was it was a refreshing change from where Syracuse has been offensively. Yeah. You know, overall, like Syracuse has been the Virginia type offense, like rock fights a lot in the past, you know. Yeah, they
0: years. they'd prefer to play games in the 50s and 60s than in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, and it, it, this year's it, team could could play those games yeah, in the 70s. But they and 80s. couldn't hold the teams right. to the 50s and 60s was, that they were that yeah. the other teams were. Yeah, it was a lot different. A lot different.
1: Uh, okay, that's last year's team, Steve, and I happened to uh, mention on the show a uh, couple days ago that uh, Syracuse's final recruiting numbers had come in going into the season. Top five in the ACC, what 13th in the country, and I said that Syracuse should be in the top five of the ACC recruiting every year. And I stick by it.
2: No exceptions, you no said. No
1: exceptions. And this is what Coach Beheim had to
2: say. Paula, you're not you're an idiot. If you have a big <laughs> recruiting year <here, laughs> If you have a big recruiting year like this year, we're gonna look at one or two guys next year, maybe. In, assuming we can keep guy, guys in. So there's no way you're gonna have a highly recruited class next year.
1: Kind of said what you said, Steve. I still stick by the premise of what I'm saying. If you need to have a big recruiting class, they should be like, if you've got the players staying, okay. But right. when you're when when recru- when the recruits are needed, it should be tough. So
0: so what you're saying is there are exceptions there to are your exceptions rule. To oh, rule. Oh okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. I'm I'm glad we're. But I am an idiot. Also. Glad, I'm glad we agree on that now.
1: Um. What else did he? Oh, so you know he also discussed that uh, play. They may not need a big recruiting class if the players stick around. And
2: it's much easier
1: to leave now, Steve, as you know,
2: because of the transfer portal. The problem is, in some cases, say, you know, we've used all our scholarships and Mm -hmm. a player leaves, so we have one scholarship, but we need a player in his position. So do you think we can wait two months? Well, he looks around. Or do we have to go out and get a player to fill that position? We can't. I can't allow the program to go into next year, for example, without a backup center. They don't have one. So I can't wait two months and then say, oh, now we can go get some. No, we have to try to get somebody and move on. I like to give players that we have had a player come back who went into the portal but it was because he didn't find a good situation, and we had a scholarship available.
0: Obviously, referring to John Bolajak, and um, he is still on the roster. What, what you know, he touched on right there about the backup center. Did you guys get into that? Yeah, I actually, I
1: actually asked him about that, and he said, "I said, is it difficult when you don't have starters' minutes, you know, a starter or a lot of minutes to give a guy?" And he goes, "Yes, it is." But he also said that. Syracuse also has a very good opportunity because Jesse follows a lot, <laughs> and there's minutes to be had. You know, that and, is true. And you know, so he said it's not like you won't
0: be. So where do they stand with that? I mean, I, I know, I, he's, and he's got to be careful like, with what he says. But. I know,
1: but it sounds like they're, they're they have every intention of yeah. getting a backup all center right. for this team. So, so there was that, uh, and he hit on the NIL, how difficult it is with the NIL, and we all saw what happened in Miami and how it's going to make recruiting more difficult when schools are ponying up $400,000 deals.
2: Yeah, six high school kids this year, Eric, and we told them, I don't know what the NIL's going to be. No idea. I think you'll get some when you come here, but we had no idea. So there was never anybody... We couldn't promise it anyway. Yeah. But there's we never it never really was came up they know now that buddy got money joe jimmy Cole got nil money here and i would expect they're going to get nil money syracuse is a you know, town that supports us i have no idea what it's going to be and uh that's where we are
1: and this is what he said about the nil overall
2: football players we've already seen getting a million dollars we've seen a couple basketball players get a million dollars and that's not NIL that's somebody paying somebody to come to their school and it's going to only get worse as we move forward high school kids are now getting agents so they're going to have an agent when you talk to a high school kid he's going to come to us and we can't do anything but he's going to come to somebody at Syracuse and say well what's the NIL and that's where we are
0: and and I think that that is you know we discussed this with the whole Isaiah Wong thing and and you know we've seen countless examples but Isaiah Wong comes to mind that you know if he you know if he doesn't get more more money in NIL, he's going to go elsewhere, and he ultimately ended up staying at Miami. But I think this is one of the unintended consequences of the NIL is that, at the moment anyway, it's become truly free agency. But you know what's difficult is everybody's acting like it's the school's responsibility
1: to get these NIL deals. They can't.
0: Right. Right. Wink, you know, wink. Yeah, not, you know, it, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like know what you you're can. saying.
1: You can't get like if a recruit comes and says, "Hey, I want let's put an it this NIL way deal. though,"
0: like John Ruiz is not throwing eight hundred thousand dollars at the Kansas State transfer unless he knows Jim Laranega wants him, right? I mean, so right, it's, it's kind of as much as the school isn't supposed to have any hand in this, it, it, they they must to some degree, um, and and this isn't what nil was supposed to be. Nil was supposed to be, you know, to Coach Beheim's point, you come here. The businesses in the community support the team, and then you know, like Buddy can go and do Beacon Skiff, or you know, like that. That's what it was supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be so you come. You know, we'll (laughs) throw a million dollars at you, so you come and play for Syracuse.
1: I had also asked him if there was a way to that the NCAA or any conference can say, "Hey, this kid's making four hundred thousand dollars; he better earn it." And he said, "No, it's basically he could go do one talk somewhere.
0: Yeah, right. And it'd
1: be his fee,
0: right." And it's ridiculous. We, we had this conversation. I don't think it was me and you, but I remember having this conversation like four years ago talking about like, you know, if Kentucky set up a uh, an autograph session for somebody, said so we'll give you 500 grand. And at the time, you know, we we joked about, you know, how I, that was unrealistic. You know, like, Steve, come on. That's realistic. It's never going to happen. And that, that, is, that is what we have present day now is that you, it could be anything. It could be you know an autograph session or whatever um you know just be the face of this particular business you can throw all sorts of money at these athletes and and direct <clears throat> where they end up going to school um this is not what the nio is supposed to be it's what it's it, it is right now i i think ultimately i think that they may have to put a cap on it or so there's gonna have to be some sort of restrictions um don't you think yeah
1: yeah and they also need to prove that these guys are earning their money i think like I feel like it's people just stealing, you know, like it's not stealing, but you're just it's charity it's basically free money, whereas if you've got someone on your payroll, they should be working, yeah, is it, that just the old guy in me? um, nothing in life is free
0: I, and i i don't I don't envy coaches because you know it it does create. It could create problems in your locker room. This guy's getting paid more than I'm getting. You know, this guy's deal's better. Like the Isaiah Wong thing is a perfect example of he's your best player. He just led him to the elite eight. Now he's unhappy because this transfer's coming in and making more than him. I, I do not envy the position of coaches. Steve, we also had a little fun with Coach Beheim. We we got
1: to, got him to talk about some things uh, from from his career that stand out most to fans, and one of those things is his famous not ten not ten games and I just now when he thinks back on it
2: they wrote an article i think it was in the post standard that jerry one assistant coach said he he wasn't a good player really it wasn't that he wasn't a, a, a great player it wasn't a good player and uh you know he made first team all conference so the coaches voted on that so obviously the head coaches <laughs> felt that so when it came up in the thing i Yeah, I probably went a little too far. We probably would have won ten games without Jerry, but not many more. Uh, uh, You know, he had a monster year, and then he had a monster Big East tournament. I think he made three game-winning shots and a game-winning play in the other one of the four games we won there. So he validated what I had said
0: about him. I'll never forget that day. I mean, I, I. So I've been in this business, what twenty? This is my twenty-fourth year. In this business, and there are certain certain days that I will like that. That is, it's got to be top three for me in terms of in terms of my day covering that and just being down at the garden and and how that changed my day. And I mean, and that whole tournament run that is that is definitely top three for me.
1: You know, we're gonna have Dan Sheehan in a little bit, LeMoyne Lacrosse Coach, and. We do Devo show every Wednesday, 10 to 11, and we've had a lot of former players on that played in the LeMoyne game. And it's shocking to me how much that game stuck in those kids' memories. Like, it was an exhibition game they lost. But, like, without fail, they bring that game up and what it was like. And we we got to ask Coach Beheim about, you know, what it was like losing to LeMoyne.
2: LeMoyne was a team that was pretty good against man-to-man. Against man, they had a good team, good movement coach. And we would never, if it was a real game, we would have never played them man because it's like playing an Ivy League team man-to-man. Man, they run all the backdoor stuff, and they, they're harder yeah. to play when you play man man Um, But we we just wanted to work on it, and I I knew we weren't going to be successful. And then we made a couple bad offensive mistakes, and we ended up losing. But it it did show me that that particular team uh, was better suited to zone. We had Wes Johnson. We had some long guys. And that team went on to have a yeah. great season. Yeah, they were pretty good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> They turned out to be pretty good. All right, we're up against the clock here. If you're on hold, stay on hold. Quick time out here. Back after this on ESPN Radio.